We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And congratulations on Cody Bellinger. We've got breaking news. You're welcome. Really? Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. That nice. just happened? <laughs> yeah. Did it really? Just happened. Nice. John Heyman reported. I All just right. got that well, you, guys, you guys are in the know. Like... <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Rossi no will totally allow it. Feels the only one watching. Uh, so of course, how did our media it, people let me on this show? I know. Is Milan on there? I'm not going. <laughs> I regret this decision. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at the Piazza, located at 85 Executive Drive in Aurora, with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron, presented by Miller Lite. It's Miller time on Sports Radio. 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I'd be that happy, too, if I had Cody, Cody Bellinger coming to my squad. Right. David Ross there on the Marquee Network dropping an S-bomb, but he's, 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 a, uh, he's a really good dude, man. When you see Rossi and you see how he's conducted himself throughout the course of the, not only this season, but the last couple, it, it, that's the guy you want managing your team somebody that can make everybody feel comfortable i got an opportunity to learn from from madden obviously as well and just being a catcher understanding the game a little bit differently he just seems like a cool dude somebody that you'd want to play for um and uh, this guy we're going to be talking to right now is also a cool dude because and not not because he's in san diego and mm. even though we both wish we were no there's no place we'd rather be than the piazza yeah all right so joining us right now on the circuit resort casino hotline circuit resort casino las vegas home of the world's largest sports book. He is from the Marquee Network. Of course, it is none other than Andy Martinez. Andy, what's up, man? Not much. It's, it's, uh, it's warm weather here in San Diego, so I'll try oh, and send it your way when I come back. Don't, don't, don't gloat because you're out there in San Diego while we're here. I am curious what he's looking at, though. Like, are you wearing sunglasses? You got board it's shorts on? You there. walk around some flip-flops? Like, just like he's drinking at the beach uh, right let, now? Let us guess first, Andy. Right. He has, let All me right. see, he doesn't seem like the beer type. And so, the Yocolata? No, I'm, he has uh-huh. like a Sprite in front of him. Oh, okay. And uh-huh. I would say... Uh, I was, I was yes. anticipating an adult beverage. Yeah, I'm going no, no, to say know. Sprite. What do you think? Okay, no, I'm, I'm thinking Pina Colada. Okay, Andy, what you got in front of you, man? Well, all right, so Ant was closest. I, Pina Colada would be my go-to, but when, when you're in SoCal, I feel like you have to go with the Michelada. So <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That, that's the go-to. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> also, I want you to know, Andy, the tacos are better in Chicago than in San Diego. There you go. I won't, there you I, go. I, I'm going to sidetrack for a second, and I'll never forget my first time in San Diego. My parents and I, we go to because we, we were like, we want to go to like the hood spot, you know? We're okay. Not go All to right. some like commercial tacos. Uh-huh. So we go to this hood spot. Everybody's talking about it. We they pull got up. hoods in San Diego? Oh, we were nervous when we walked in there. <laughs> so we walk in there and we go to get the tacos, and I'm like, what is this? 
Because, you know, Chicago's got some of the best tacos in the country. Oh, yeah. So, right. I mean, I just wasn't impressed. So, Andy, don't mm. go eat any tacos while you're out there, all right? <laughs> uh, but do talk to us about this, the Chicago Cubs team. Obviously, a big splash with Cody Bellinger. I feel like a lot of people were expecting this. Were you one of those people? Yeah, I, as soon as he was non-tendered, you knew that that was a possibility. There was a clear need for the Cubs at center field. Defensively, that was one of their weakest positions. They were they ranked near the bottom in, in defensive metrics at center field. It was a natural fit. Cody Bellinger, when he first broke onto the, into the league, I mean, he was an MVP. He was a rookie of the year. He was really, really one of the top you know five players in, in, in baseball. And then the last two seasons happened, but something that has happened for Cody Bellinger the last two seasons is his defense has always been there. He was eighth in, among all center fielders in baseball in outs above average. He provides very good defense, and the Cubs believe that they can help him rediscover some of that form, maybe not necessarily the MVP that he was in 2019, but a very competent and, and proven bat that, that can help them out offensively. I saw a guy, uh, Speaks, uh, tweeted out earlier after the, the Cody Bellinger news. Matt Spiegel was tweeting about like Tom Verducci a couple of weeks ago saying that uh, Cody Bellinger's average launch angle from his first four seasons to the past two seasons increased from 17.1 degrees to 21.0 degrees, and his ground ball hits went from 37.8 per year to 18.5. So that is apparently the first fix that Speaks would recommend is leveling the swing, especially with shift restrictions coming. So that, that speaks directly, Andy, to some of the struggles that this former MVP had in, in recent seasons and where you know his, his ability at the plate to just put the ball in play, to drive the ball out of the yard, something that he, he just seemed exceptional at early that led him to an MVP has fallen off in recent seasons. So is that a part of why he's on this prove-it deal because he feels like there's – there's some tweaks he can make to his game that gets him back towards that MVP form? Yeah, definitely that, for sure. I mean, the numbers back it up, but also for him, it's been health. He mentioned, Scott Boris mentioned, he spoke, I want to say like an hour and a half before the, the deal leaked. And he, he said, this is, he's becoming, he's getting healthy. He's having a full normal offseason. If you remember in 2020 in the World Series, he separated his shoulder celebrating that home run. And he, he played through it and never really recovered coming back into 2021 properly. Those struggles kind of lingered in 2021. And then in 2022, going into the 2022 season, he had the lockout. So he never really had a chance to fully have a full program healthy with, the, with his team. This is, the, the Cubs believe that having that luxury will really help him. What, what happens with, with some of those numbers that you, you mentioned it's, it's little things that end up happening where, you know, maybe you're thinking about your shoulder and you're maybe making little tweaks that you're not even – that you're subconsciously doing that you're not aware you're actually doing, that maybe maybe my shoulder's coming – is moving quicker, my bat speed is slowing down, or the little things like that that you are totally not aware of. You think everything's going like you were doing it since, since you've broken into the league, but that's happening. And the Cubs believe that they can help identify some of those fixes and, and recapture the Cody Bellinger that, that we saw when, when – you know, he was, he was having success in, in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Well, it's a $17.5 million hope right there. <laughs> i tell you that. And, and I'm sure they can get the best out of him, of course. You got a guy like Rossi there, you know, really taking care of his guys and, and, and giving him a pat on the back instead of the kick, a kick in the butt. So we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here at the Piazza for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Of course, we're talking to Andy Martinez from the Marquee Network. 
Oh, I love the cheers, guys. Keep them coming. <laughs> I operate on cheers. I, I literally, you want more energy? Like, Brings it I clear my throat. I did all this. <laughs> all right, so, Andy, let me ask you this, man. I mean, you got Cody Bellinger. You shore up your center field position. If you had a wish list for the Cubs, what else would be on there during this offseason? I think it's, they've made no secret that they're still in the shortstop market. There's, there was the, the Fab Four, I heard it called, with Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, and – and uh, oh, I'm blanking on the on the fourth. Uh, but the Xander the, the, the Xander Bogarts, thank you. Yeah, those were the four that that are clearly the the cream of the crop in terms of free agency outside of the pitching market that had Degrom and and Verlander. They're clearly still still in that market, but they're they're looking also at starting pitching. When the Cubs really struggled at the beginning of the season, especially in May and June, it was because of their pitching. They they weren't getting depth. They were going they they were getting maybe three four innings out of starters, and you're just eating a bullpen and that affects it throughout the rest of the week or throughout the rest of the, the month or season when you're trying to, you know, make up innings and, and trying to eat those innings, they want some, some veteran help and, and they're going to be looking at starting pitching. And one thing that they've had a lot of success in that I think they'll continue to do this, this off season is veteran relievers. I mean, look at it in 2020, Jeremy Jeffress was signed and he turned out to be a, a great closer for the team when Craig Kimbrell was struggling. In 2021, they had Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tapera, and Craig Kimbrell. Chafin and Tapera, going into that season, not many people had really heard about a ton. And then this season, they had Chris Martin, Michael Givens, and David Robertson. They've they've proven they've had success in acquiring those, well, I'll say mid-tier relievers, and turning them into success stories. And and they, I think that's something that they will be doing again this offseason to augment the, the bullpen that's really really on the young side. Is there a whether defensively or offensively, I'm wondering who benefits out of the current Cubs lineup that, that benefits most from having Cody Bellinger. Is, is it having him in center field? Does it end up benefiting Ian Happ and say a Suzuki? Is it having him in the lineup that he provides extra you know, protection to others in the lineup? Who do you see currently on the Cubs that benefits most from Bellinger? I think, I think that is the outfield with Ian Happ and say a Suzuki. Say, uh, Ian Happ just won a, a gold glove in left field. Cody Bellinger has a gold glove under his belt, and he plays great defense. And say Suzuki, let's not forget that right field in Wrigley Field isn't necessarily the easiest right field to play with with the, the foul line right up against the wall and, and the, the weird angles out there. It's not an easy place to play right. And, and during the day, the sun's shining at weird angles. It's, 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 there's easier places to play right field. And when you're coming from Japan and you're playing baseball for the first time in the U.S. and getting acclimated to the league, to the pitching, to the food, to the culture, the lifestyle, and then you throw on right field is a little bit trickier to play. It, it can be tough to, to adjust having Cody Bellinger that can roam and maybe cover a few extra feet out in, out in the outfield, which is going to help, say, Suzuki defensively. And then the, the lineup really benefits, too, because – this was a lineup that was getting a little right-handed heavy. They were, they were really high on Jose Abreu, and, and Jose Abreu would have been a nice signing at first base, but he's also right-handed. And, and, and you look at the rest of the lineup, Ian Happ's the switch hitter, and, and a lot of the rest of the guys are all right-handed hitters. Say a Suzuki right-handed hitter, Christopher Morrell right-handed hitter, Patrick Wisdom right-handed hitter. You wanted that left-handed balance that, that can be another weapon against the bullpen, you don't want to have to, or against the pitching, you don't want to have a, a lefty, or excuse me, a right-handed pitcher knowing, all right, I've got the advantage against all this, this whole righty lineup. We're talking to Andy Martinez from the Marquee Network right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez with Anthony Heron. You know, Andy, you and I, we've had 
a ton of conversations last baseball season about uh, Christopher Morrell, uh, what he brings to this team. We saw him excel in, in the center field position. But obviously with Bellinger there, I mean, you know, you touched on him being sort of that utility guy. Is that, is that what you see him continuing to be? Or do you see him, like, actually carving out a, a specific role at one of the key positions on this, on this Cubs roster? I think we'll definitely see him in a, in a super utility role. I think that's something that David Ross has mentioned multiple times, calling him Swiss Army Knife, the ability to play in center or in second base. Or he played shortstop, played it really well. He's played third base. David Ross really likes him up the middle. And, and that's going to be huge for him because he really tore the scene up when he first came up, right? It seemed like every, every day it's like Christopher Merrill did something new, Christopher Merrill did this. And then it kind of cooled down and he had some struggles. The ability to have him not have that pressure of playing every day and trying to do all these things and, and just be himself, I think is going to benefit not only him but the rest of the team and being able to say, hey, you know, Cody Bellinger has, needs a day off. And, and we're facing a t- tough lefty. Christopher Morrell go in there. He can provide a good at bat and play 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 okay defense in center field. And or hey, Nico Horner, if you get one of these shortstops and he's a day off, you can play second base or shortstop. That's a real weapon to have, and and something that David Ross really appreciates having guys like that. Even to a lesser extent, he likes with Patrick Wisdom being able to play him at first base or at left field or at right field and being able to move him around and keep his bat in the lineup. So David Ross been the Cubs manager for a few seasons now. I'm now under the impression that now that they're finally getting back to the point of, you know, he initially takes it over COVID season and here's the back end of the window and now we kind of tear it down since we didn't, you know, didn't necessarily maximize it or get anything additional out of the guys who were part of that World Series core. So you tear that down, you go through last season, and now apparently they're resourcing things, starting to build it back up. I feel like we're, in a, we're entering the phase now where there should be bigger expectations for David Ross as the manager of the Cubs. Like some of the elements last season where he started making adjustments, got more aggressive, you know, at, at the, you know, in running the bases and at the plate, how they were doing things defensively. So we saw some progress in that regard. But I feel like with the way that they're now going to continue adding lineup, you know, sort of additional punch and spending some more money, it feels to me like we should have expectations now of David Ross and, and how things go with the Cubs. Is that a fair expectation? I think that's totally fair, and I think one of the, the prime examples I turn to is when Albert Pujols hit his last home run against the Cubs, the, I think it was 697, or it was, it was right up against 700. He was getting close to 700, and he had brought in Brandon Hughes, the lefty reliever, to face uh, Albert Pujols and, and in that situation, and Albert Pujols was was mashing against lefties in that situation. And I remember David Ross was getting crushed for that moment. Why would you bring in a lefty? And if you, that, that situation, it was Brendan Donovan was up to bat and they had a righty up on the mound and Brendan Donovan, it was a tie game and Brendan Donovan is a good against both sides of the plate. David Ross went to his best reliever in that moment. And now it was a lefty and you knew that they were going to go to Albert Pools, but you trust your best reliever. That, to me, was a, was a great managerial move by David Ross. In the moment, it didn't work out. But if you think about it, let's, let's say you have a, a – and maybe this is Brandon Hughes in a few years. Maybe it's a veteran reliever, whatever. In this situation, if you're in September and you, you're a game back in the playoffs, you're going to go to your best reliever in that situation, even if it means you're facing a hot guy. You trust your, 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 your best, most high-leverage reliever in that situation – and that's why I thought that was a great move by, by David Ross. Now, did it work out? No, and 
he got crushed for it. But I think those are the little moments that I was looking for in the second half of last season when he was doing things like that and making the right move, even though sometimes it doesn't necessarily pan out. And that's, that's very fair to expect that with David Ross going into the season where, yeah, the expectations are going to be a little higher than we've seen for sure last year and, and maybe even in 2021. Andy, I gotta, before I let you go, I've got to ask you, I mean, you're out there at the winter meetings in San Diego. You're drinking your pina coladas right now. Um, what, what, are you going to ask him if he's doing any surfing? No, I'm gonna, I, I want to know because I like the sneaky stuff. You know, it's one thing to like get the news breaking on it and everybody's talking about it. But if you're there, there has to be some, or I would assume as a casual fan, that, that there, there have to be like, you might be hearing things or things like there's rumors spreading around. Oh, did you hear this might be happening? Is, is that the case for you right now? Is there anything that you're hearing about any team, not necessarily just the Cubs? but any team for that matter while you're out there in San Diego during these winter meetings? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not just the Cubs, but it, it's every team. It, and I think maybe this, this winter meetings is different because of there hasn't been one since 2019, so everyone's a little just excited to get back together. Uh, it's like a big party in a lot of sense that, I mean, there's a lot of work getting done, but there's just so many people and there's so much going on that, you know, you see maybe an agent walking out of one side of the hotel and you're like, well, that's, you know, there, there might be this team there. Like, you're, you're starting to try to connect dots. And it is very interesting knowing that there's so much going on, but there's also so much going on behind the doors of the suites that you can't get into. So there's no way of knowing for sure if, if what exactly is going on. There's only so much you can kind of speculate on. You know what? That's where you got to be like sneaky. You know what I'm saying? Like some of your ex-girlfriends, yeah, exactly. Andy, you got you to gotta figure out how to, you know, get in there and move around and operate try to find out like you gotta you gotta holler at like the, the front desk people you know you gotta oh, okay. you gotta yeah. talk to like the, the, <laughs> the cleaning identity people. perhaps yeah, yeah you know you gotta do those kinds of things but hey man there's, great there's stuff been, go ahead yeah, i was gonna say really quickly there's never been as much loitering around uh, that i've seen as as, as here in, in san diego that's why you got to go to some of these nba games and to some of their hotels then you see the same kind yeah. of loitering. Right. Uh, andy man appreciate you great stuff have a great time out there in san diego uh, remember, non-alcoholics, uh, pina coladas are your friend. All right, buddy? <laughs> exactly. appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Got you, man. Andy nice, Martinez Andy. from the Marquee Network hanging out with us right here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron at the Piazza out here in Aurora. Thank you. There we go. Man, you guys really know how to make us feel good. Um, so we, we do want to open up the phone lines right now. All right, so if you're driving around, you guys are you know listening on the Odyssey app. We want to know your thoughts about this Cody Bellinger deal. Did, did it surprise you, right? What are your expectations of Cody Bellinger? Do you, do you want him to get back to that 2019 form? Or do you think that, hey, no, he's just a, a piece of this rebuild? And, and then I also would like to know, who else do you want on this team? There's a lot of free agents that are still out there. And I, I'd like to know who are some of the names that you like floating around. And do All you, of them. All of them, right? I want us. I want to form an all-star team. Right. Yeah. All right. So the phone lines are open. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Would love to get your reactions on the Bellinger signing. And if you're a Sox fan out there, you want to talk to me about you know maybe some future happenings of the Sox. I love that as well. All right. So we'll take your calls on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at the Piazza. It's Miller time right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, it, it, he's, the bat is going to be the same every time he's in the box. It's not going to be... He's not going to be a guy that the moment's going to speed up on him. He's 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 going to save us runs. He's going to help our pitching staff. He's going to run the bases well. He knows championship caliber baseball, so he's going to bring that every single day with the thought of, like, he's going to go out there and he's got an opportunity to get back to what he knows the player he is and what we believe he can be. And so I'm excited to watch him do that. I'm excited to get him around our guys and and start to start that process to getting into a 2023 season. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at the Piazza, located at 85 Executive Drive in Aurora with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. That was Coach David Ross talking about Cody Bellinger, what he can bring to the Chicago Cubs team in the future specifically the 2023 season. You think it's going to be a, a situation, and before we get out to these phone lines, where it's going to be like a hit and run, he's going to get his money, and then he's out of here, he's going to prove that he can do it? Or Because you mentioned it. I mean, I know that David Hoff said that his, his, his uh, agent wanted a one-year deal. That's what they, what they wanted so they can get a bigger bag later. But do you think he'll, if he does play up to his own expectations, that he'll stick around on the north side? Or do you think that you know, he might take his talents elsewhere? I mean, he's a guy who's, who's been around – who's won before at a high level. So you would think that'll continue to be important to him. And there's a whole lot of squads out there willing to spend big money. So if you get a guy who's in his late 20s who gets back to an MVP form, then could he earn that paycheck on the north side for some long-term money? Perhaps. But you know, I, I don't know. It, just, it seems to me like whether it's the, the young, unproven talent, if somebody kind of rises up here with the Cubs or you go out and get somebody else, that feels like a more likely scenario to yeah. me than, than Cody You're Bellinger right. if he makes it happen here that, that he would get some kind of a big long-term deal from the Cubs. Yeah, it's almost like you, you bring him here to seem more attractive yeah. to other free agents. Uh, having Chicago, not that they need more help in the north side to be, be a more attractive destination, but, but in also theory, like if he's the guy getting the one-year deal right now, let's assume that yeah. one of these short stops is going to be somebody they go out and give the long-term deal to right, right now as well. So then are, are you going to turn around and do that for Cody Bellinger also? That, that feels less likely mm-hmm. to me. All right, well, we're taking your thoughts. Uh, 312-644-6767. What do you think about the Cody Bellinger signing? Who else do you want to see on the north side this upcoming baseball season? Let's go out to the phones. we got Steve in Peoria. Steve, what did you think about the Cody Bellinger signing? 
Well, first off, it was a pleasure meeting you guys uh, last week or so over at the Chicago stop. Uh, and uh, I, you were, you took the words out of my mouth, okay? I'm comparing this as to if you were in a uh, regular business, okay? Would you want somebody coming into your business that told you that you were that he was only going to be there one year? That's not good business sense to have somebody like that. It's like uh, they're not really looking for the long-term interest of your team. They're looking strictly out for themselves. And is that the best thing for your business to have? I don't think so. I think they, they should have, uh, you know, if he isn't willing to uh, go for a multi-year deal, let's get somebody else that is willing to invest in our team for a longer term. I think that's fair. Thanks um, for the call, Steve. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't necessarily – I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing on Bellinger's part to seek a one-year deal because he feels like he's in a position to get back to being amongst the best in the game. And so if he would have signed a multi-year deal with the Cubs here and then he gets back to being an MVP caliber player, then he's going to be drastically underpaid. Yeah. So it's, it's a very low-risk scenario for both sides. So if he has a big season, then you know, I think you know, all of us, everybody, all the Cubs fans, everybody would presume the Cubs should make a, make a nice offer to him in that case. If he doesn't, then at least they're not married to him for some kind of long-term period of time. So I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing that Bellinger wanted a one-year deal. It's certainly not bad for the Cubs to get him for only one season. That being said, you know, if, if he does great, then they should be in a position yeah. where they're going to look to sign him long-term. But is that likely, though? If they don't go out and get one of these big-money shortstops, then it's more likely. But if they do go out and get a big-money shortstop, to me that makes it less likely the Cubs – even if Cody Bellinger has a big season, that they would be the team willing to give him that bag. Of course, Cody Bellinger signing a one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs for $17.5 million. Uh, he, he obviously was with the Los Angeles Dodgers last year, MVP in 2019. Uh, a little underwhelming on the offensive side last couple of years, which is why the Dodgers didn't want to necessarily keep him. But, you know, when you're looking at the MLB landscape and you're looking at guys like Carlos Correa, right, where last year he kind of was in the same position as Bellinger, obviously not dealing with arbitration, but on a one-year deal where he, he said to himself, hey, man, I'm going to make some more money if I perform well. And then I, and so you're gam gambling on yourself, essentially. Right. And that's, that's what Carlos Correa did. But, you know, Cody Bellinger is 27, Ant. And, you know, 27 in regular human years <laughs> is young. It's so young. If mm -hmm. I was 27 again, damn, I feel like I have the world in the palm of my hand. But for professional athletes, 20, but now that you're 28, then now you feel that I'm like, 29, you know, and 29, I'll yeah. be 29 for the next decade at least. <laughs> um, but now, but you know, you look at a guy like Cody Bellinger who is 27, and in the professional world, that's a little older than than you're not a little older, but it's just you're not this some you know new new kid on the block that right. is surprising everyone. Yeah, yeah. So so I guess what I'm what I'm saying is my 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 question that I have for you, obviously you know, having played in the NFL. What is the mindset of a guy like that? Because obviously you're looking at the Dodgers and some other teams that, you know, they're not paying, you're not giving you that super long contract. They're not mm. giving you, a, you know, $300 million like, you know, um, some of these guys want. But at 27, don't, you, should, you should feel like that. You should feel like you're in the prime of your career. Your body's finally molded into what you wanted it to be. You got some grown man muscles on you, you know. But <laughs> But for Cody Bellinger, a guy who was the MVP at 24, it's almost like your best years are behind you. I mean, you think of, like, the effect Castellanos had when he was with the Cubs a few seasons back. And it was, it was brief, but it was effective. And after that season, 
a lot of folks wanted them to re-sign Castellanos, and they didn't. And then you did feel like that, that in, inducement of energy that he brought to them, the approach at the plate, his at-bats were better than most of the other boppers that they had in the lineup, a lot of swing and miss guys in the lineup. And Castellanos just had a different approach at the plate, brought a different energy, uh, a different urgency on defense and base running, and they needed that. And he had a positive effect on things as he infused a lot of that extra juice at the end of that particular season. Then they didn't re-sign him, and you're like, all right, so what? Who else can do that? No, no one else seemed to rise up to be that, that consistent juice that the Cubs needed. Maybe Cody Bellinger is that, but it's right now one-year rental. Yeah. And so if he is that for this lineup, that's got, you know, it's got youth and energy and vigor and everything already, but if he can do that and, and be super productive in the midst of that, just day in, day out, show you what a professional at-bat looks like, show you what spacing yes. and, and angles Great on point. defense really look like on a regular basis, then that can be something that has an effect on this young, impressionable lineup, on the way that they play defense and on plays that get made there from the center field position. So in theory, he should be able to, as part of why I was asking Andy Martinez that question, he should be able to affect a variety of players, both offensively and defensively. And at the age that he's at right now, yeah, you're in your late 20s, but a lot of baseball left to be played if that ends up being the case here. So, you know, if, if he's super productive, it'd be nice if he's a Cub for a long term. But if not, then you would hope that his impact on others can show you, all right, who else can rise up and maybe be the guy who can kind of fill a void that could be left after a season? Yeah, that's a great point because you're looking at this, this Cubs roster and it is, it is littered with young guys. Yeah. But that played yeah. at a high level last year. David Ross right. got some, 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 some big moments from these guys, whether it, you know, it, it was a, a Christopher Morrell, a Nico Horner, you know, say a Suzuki first year in the league. So, so implementing and, or excuse me, inputting Cody Bellinger into that lineup, it definitely makes a huge difference. Uh, a text message from the six six one says the Cubs get a recent MVP while the White Sox got rid of a recent MVP. Enough said. You don't got to take shots at me. I'm sitting right here. You're listening to me. You don't feels gotta, personal. You got to do that to me. Yeah. Um, here's David Ross um, continuing to talk about Bellinger and, and what he can add to this Cubs lineup. I know we're in play on a lot of players, you know, and I think like that is a position that um, we've been involved in. I think, you know, we'll wait and see. There's a lot of great players out there. There's also a lot of great teams in the mix to try to add players. So I know that our front office is working their tail off daily of just trying to trying to form the best roster and, and team that we can possibly have. And so I have a lot of confidence in their ability to continue to add dynamic players for sure. Of course you do, because they said they were going to. They were going to spend that's money. So, so that's what you really want. But Taking them at their word. Uh, again, Cody Bellinger signing with the Chicago Cubs, $17.5 million deal. One year. And then and obviously he's going to be able to make a big impact on the north side. He's going to he, – he, he's a Cub guy. He looks, he looks like a Cub guy, you know, like a scrappy <laughs> player. Someone who's good on the base pass, good defensively. Yeah. And then you're just hoping for a little bit more from the stick. And I think that that's what um, the Cubs would be looking for as well. All right. And the good thing oh. is he's – He's been in a lot of high leverage situations. He's performed on a winning stage before. And part of the hesitation I would still have with a lot of the Cubs guys who were productive, like you pointed out from last season, but they got their most production from the lineup when all the hopes were lost. All the hopes were dashed for the season. That's when Ian Happ performed at an all-star level. That's where all the young guys really played their best. Now you're seeing more money starting to get spent over the offseason. There's going to be higher hopes when folks are showing up at Wrigley on a regular basis. And so 
you know, maybe guys tense up on that bat a little bit more in the batter's <laughs> yeah. box. You know, maybe maybe the sun gets in their eyes a little bit more when they're trying to field balls. Right, because it's downfield. easy to play when there's not a, a lot of pressure on you. You're feeling light. You're feeling loose. It's a lot you, different. You got zero there's expectations. expectations. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Exactly. It's different. So at least they'll have a guy who's been around high-level winning, high-leverage scenarios and performed uh, exceptionally on some of those stages in the past. So that's a good thing to have, to, to at least have that as a presence that some of these young players can lean on where now there will be enhanced expectations on all these young cats who were able to do it with very limited expectations, with less eyeballs on them last year. That harsh glare of expectation can make a lot of guys wilt, especially if they don't have somebody to sort of look to and see how do I – how do I navigate this? And that is the benefit of having a guy like Cody Bellinger there, yeah. like you mentioned, where hopefully he will crumble a little less right. than other guys under right. pressure because, like you mentioned, he's been in a bunch of high-leverage situations. Uh, but they got to adjust the pitching, man. I mean, looking at yep. the starting five right now, Stroman, Hendricks, Steele, Keegan Thompson, and Hayden Wisniewski. I mean, again, David Ross did a phenomenal job getting the best out of some of these guys, like a Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, who had moments throughout the season where they were pitching extremely well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that rotation uh, as the season starts. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. We are here, man, at the Piazza. We're in Aurora hanging out. This is the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Uh, but we still got one more segment. On the other side, we get a chance to come back, talk about the Bears, uh, some, some things I, I want to ask you about the squad, you know, what they're going to look like after the bye. Um, you know, you, what, you, what were your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers uh, after that game at, at Soldier Field? What some say it might be his last in the Green Bay Packer uniform. We'll discuss all that uh, when we come back. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at the Piazza, located at 85 Executive Drive in Aurora, with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron, presented by Miller Lite. It's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Man, when you said we only got one segment to go at the end of the last segment, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I thought you were wrong. Oh. I thought we had like another hour coming up. Oh, please don't wish this that. This night has flown It has. By. You, know what, you know why? Because the hospitality has been so good. Hasn't been exceptional. Here at the Piazza. Yeah. Shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to the staff, Angel, Kayla, Taylor, Valerie, Ashley, Rob, Pete. I know Taylor left already. Yeah, Taylor ducked out on us. She's probably Taylor. in a car driving somewhere, listening maybe. But Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's listening. Yeah. She seemed like a 670 the score woman. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt about uh-huh. it. Uh, but had the neck tat. I think we got a big neck tat pop, <laughs> neck tattoo populace who listens. I, I could go so many. I could make so many jokes, but I'm just not going to go Shout that out to direction. Taylor. Uh, but the food has been good, too, here at the yeah. Piazza. How was, your, how was the pizza? Uh, it, it's still good at the I, moment. I know, I yeah, can't, present I, tense. I still can't consuming. get myself to go reach over there, but maybe I'll take one for the road. I mean, I'm going to be mad at you. The, 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 this is not dessert. I'm willing to share the oh, pizza. Oh, thank God. Um, this, this salad, i got to be honest. This might be Enormous. the freshest avocados I've ever seen in my entire really? life. They're like perfect color. I mean, you know, you see some avocados sometimes, and you're like, I, I've had a decent amount of pizza. We can trade. You want to trade nah, the salad for the pizza? You good? I'm crushing okay. this chicken on top. i got to be honest. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, but we do have a couple more minutes left, so we get an opportunity to continue to talk about the Bears right now. Uh, why did I even bring it's tough being a Chicago sports fan, man. Just in general. Just yeah. in general, you know, like, you know, and you know me, I take the the, the fan approach always, right? I don't, I don't, I'm, I haven't been on the score for 20 years. I didn't play in the NFL, but my whole life I've been watching these teams. Yep. And it's hard. It's hard to get on these airwaves 
and really try to just take this like apolitical approach to these teams where I'm like I'm emotionally invested. And that's my I think one of the tweets you wear I your said, heart on your sleeve, Gabe. Uh, yeah. That's why the people love you. Everyone, oh well, oh I'd like to hear that. Um, but there was one tweet. Even when it's the producer gay crowd, people love you. I don't mind producer gay, but yeah. the people that remember me from back in the day. <laughs> um, but it's one tweet that I saw that went out today and it was like, why do I keep letting my toxic ex back in my life? I am a, I am a uh, Bears and Sox fan. I deal with toxicity all the time. So it's like that is literally like okay. being a sport, Chicago sports fan in yeah. a nutshell. It's, it, it is frustrating. And you would think in any given year that if the Bears were 3-10, and 10, people would be a lot more down and out about this squad. But that's not the case. Well, I mean, obviously, we can look to Justin Fields. But outside of that, Ant, what do you think has the Bears fans so happy and so, I don't know, just looking forward to, towards the future of this team. This season is basically the age of innocence for the Bears. For right now, everybody can feel okay about what the team's doing because kind of like the Cubs last year, there, there's very limited expectations. Folks aren't concerned about wins and losses because the way the Bears handled the offseason told you they weren't concerned about wins and losses for this year. So you couple that with the obvious development of, of a star in the making, a, a star that we're witnessing, but his, his overall development that just continues to go at the quarterback position. And so with the excitement that folks had when the Bears went and got Justin Fields, and now you're just seeing this exceptional productivity and, and the variety of ways that he finds to be productive, and especially coming off the heels of all the frustration that had been there for a few years. You know, 2018 felt magical, and then it was just met with a thud for the seasons that followed after that. And now there, there's life, there, there's zest, there, there's something to look forward to. And the, the wins and losses don't feel like they matter so much right now. Now, you know, I think there's always context to be added with that because there is certainly, we, we got these, these two polar extremes of the conversation as it relates to wins and losses and, and late game drives and coming up short in that regard where, you know, I, there, there's, there's one crowd that, that would say that, you know, not only do they prefer the Bears lose, but that it means absolutely nothing if they win. And there's nothing to be gained by winning. There's nothing to be gained by, by actually coming through in those late game moments. There's the other extreme of it that, that is under the impression that it means everything that the Bears are coming up short this season. And the truth is really somewhere between those two things because there's such limited talent on both sides of the ball. And, you know, especially on defense at this point. But, you know, we've been talking about it offensively so much before the season and coming into the season. And they find ways to stay in games between the style that Matty Berflus has them deploy here and then the playmaking ability of Justin Fields as a quarterback. Then they found a way to stay in so many games this season. And you continue to come up short late. That's not a big deal this year. It'll be a bigger deal next year, kind of like we're talking about with the Cubs, where once they begin to resource the roster, once they start to spend some money and get some more playmakers in, that's where it makes sense to be more concerned about the Bears coming up short late in game. That being said, it doesn't mean nothing that they've come up short so far. I mean, it is on the resume of Justin Fields, of Matt Eberflus, of players who will be, and coaches who will still be with the Bears in the future here. So if you get a month or a couple of months into the season and this string of, of late game losses, late game failures continues, 
we're not only going to talk about next year. We're going to be looking back to last year, too, and say, you know what? The Bears are coming up short in 2022 in these close games late, and they continue to do so in 2023. So it's on their resume. It's just not worthy of deep concern yet. Okay. But if they were coming through in those moments, that wouldn't mean nothing. Like It, it, it meant something early in Tom Brady's career when, when he was coming through late in games. And you know nobody knew at the time that the Patriots are going to go on to win a Super Bowl, but I got beat on a late-game touchdown drive by Tom Brady back in college. That is something he has always shown himself okay. capable of, even when he was a mediocre quarterback in Michigan. Nobody saw the greatest quarterback of all time coming, even when he was driving down the field late against me at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. It's like, oh, man, we just let this bum quarterback beat us. <laughs> this dude's not anything. And somehow he found That's a way great. to mount a late-game drive this against guy? our good Iowa defense. We lost to this guy? Exactly. So that does matter. But when you're evaluating specifically the performance of Justin Fields and only the performance of Justin Fields, he has made throws late in games. He has made reads late in games. He's made runs late in games to put the Bears in position to win late. Not only this season. Last year he yeah. was doing it against San Francisco and Green Bay and Pittsburgh. There were a number of games last year where in the fourth quarter Justin Fields was able to rise up and, and bring up the Bears' offense and put them in position for games that they eventually lost. So just the quarterback's performance on the whole, there's plenty of examples of Justin Fields essentially holding up his end of the bargain. Now you do want to see that he continues that and that as they resource more talent around him, that that ends up showing up in wins. Doesn't matter as much right now, but if they did, like, so basically. Like if the Bears were like six and four, Instead of three and ten. Sure. I mean, you know, six and four, it wouldn't matter as much. You'd be in the playoff hunt. And does the playoff hunt mean a lot for the way this roster is right now? Not so much. But basically, like, if the, if the Bears were, if they had come through a couple of times, with, you know, if Justin Fields over those final four games, over that final month, has like one or two game-winning touchdown drives, would it negatively affect the draft position? Maybe a little bit. But would it be a positive, especially if it's like he throws the game-winning touchdown pass to Chase Claypool? Ugh. That would mean something. That, that would be something on, not only on Justin's resume, but on Claypool's resume as, hey, this is a combination that we expect to be together moving forward that rises up in a critical moment and makes a game-winning play. That would matter. It would matter if they say, you know what? We trusted Braxton Jones one-on-one holding up in pass pro, and we helped whoever the right tackle is. Maybe if it's Alex Leatherwood, we chipped Alex Leatherwood's guy, and Braxton Jones was one-on-one, and in a big-time drop-back scenario, Justin Fields in the Bears' offense drives it down, and he throws the game-winning touchdown pass to Cole Komet or to Chase Claypool. Maybe the Bears would end up dropping a slot or two in the draft, but if that happens once or twice by the end of the season, that matters. Like that, That's useful. That helps. And so it's not the end of the world that it hasn't happened yet, but if it happens, it ain't all bad, man. There, there's good. There's benefit yes. to that if it does take place. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, because that's what you want to see. That's what this year is supposed to be about, the growth and maturation of not only Justin Fields, but some of the guys that you brought in to fill some of these holes. Yeah. You didn't just, you didn't just bring these guys in to be the replacements. Mm-hmm. You brought them in because you thought you could maybe get the best out of some of these players, right. whether it be you know, guys like Akadi Muhammad or mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, Equinemia St. Brown, Byron Pringle. I mean, all of these guys that you're talking about. I mean, like if Bayless Jones has a kick return touchdown yeah, you know, good. against Buffalo or something yeah. like that, that, that's a big deal. You're feeling that good. That's very helpful. So what are the expectations then next year? And I mean, we're talking about how the wins don't necessarily matter 
Is that going to be the case next year and the year after that is when we're going to start to put pressure on guys like Eberflus and Poles? Or do you think next year, if you just shore up some of these things, a little bit better defensive line, maybe a, you know, a, a, some more offensive linemen, one receiver, you know, is, is, is that enough to then make the Bears a competitive team in at least the NFC? That's the interesting thing about the Bears, the position the Bears find themselves in because the, the coaches, the current staff, it's hard to evaluate them fully because they're, they're not, they don't have a roster with a lot of playmakers on it. And so you're trying to evaluate them through the lens of whether or not the players from earlier in the season to now are getting better. Are they developing talent? And then in the end, you're hoping that by next season, then it'll be more fair to judge them on wins and losses. And I think what Ryan Poles has indicated publicly is he's not necessarily judging them on wins and losses right now. And he's been willing to communicate with them about that from the sounds of it. But by next year, yeah, wins and losses are going to matter. Should they be a Super Bowl team by next year? No, nah, because you can't do that in one offseason. What? But okay. wins are going to matter a lot more. And late game failures will matter a lot more next year. All right. You heard it from, from Anthony Heron himself, man. Next year, Super Bowl Bears. Right down, mm. Just kidding. Bear down. All right, guys, we are about to get up out of here, man. We've had a phenomenal time here at the Piazza in Aurora for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Again, don't forget, you can hang out with us on Friday. We'll be you back know, at this on people Friday. People that are here, you might as well come back out on Friday. We're going to be at Tinley Park? We're going to be in Tinley Park. Yeah, man, let's do it. I lost the place where we're going to be at. Talk in my ear, Tyler. Tell me where we're going to I just be. told you we're going to be in Tinley Park. Yeah. We're going to be at the Union Bar and Grill Thank you, in Tinley Park. Aaron. Union Bar and Grill. In Tinley Park, uh, that'll be from 7 to 10, starting a little bit later. Oh, yeah, a little bit later. So anybody wants to come out to Tinley Park, it's actually not as far from here yeah. as it sounds like. So come on over to the Union Bar and Grill. Come hang out with us. Have some drinks. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed nobody bought, gave any drinks tonight. I Feel do. free not, to show not, up not tonight. on Friday night. I'm driving Friday you home. You don't, want me, you don't want me drinking anything I mean, right I now. will happily order a lift and bill it to our <laughs> boss if it came down to it. But Friday night, go on out to Tinley Park at All the Union right. Bar and Grill. want to thank our guests from today. Of course, David Hall, Mark Potash, Andy Martinez. Want to thank our score promo people for hooking us up. Brandon, Darren, of course, Rich Wyatt, our engineer, making us sound absolutely phenomenal and holding us down with nothing but pure excellence here. Want to thank Anthony Heron and want to thank the entire staff here at the Piazza for holding us down, man. We appreciate you guys. BetMGM tonight is up next. And, of course, the next time you can hear Anthony Heron is Friday? Uh, apparently tomorrow, Parkinson Spiegel having this Christmas party. I'm going to show up and, and hang out a little bit. And, and then sing. I'm in uh, for you, I think, from 6 to 6.45 oh, before the Bulls game tomorrow. Look at that. All right, guys. Have a great night. Enjoy yourselves. For Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron, hasta la próxima. Until next time, this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Thanks for listening to the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, live from the Piazza at 85 Executive Drive in Aurora. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.